Good evening. My name is Jay Rothman, and welcome to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Hi, good evening. Uh, again, my name is Jay. I am the host of Real Men Real Talk Live. I'd like to introduce my co-host this evening coming in from the man of the land from down under. He calls Australia home. His name is Evis Love. Keith, welcome to the show. Ev. Thanks for having me, brothers. You got it. Of course, we have in the lower left corner, checking in from Nashville, Tennessee, weighing in at 165 pounds, Mr. Jeff <laughs> Add about five pounds to that. That's not too bad. One seven. <laughs> no, That's a pretty decent uh, fighting weight. <laughs> and of course, welcome back to Real Men Real Talk Live. We have Mr. Josh Richer. He calls Southern California home today. Welcome back, Josh. We missed you last week. Oh, I missed you guys too. And it was a beautiful show. Beautiful show. So. All of you. All the comments were great. Um, I love you guys, and I missed you all. Thank Welcome you back. So as we wait for uh, viewers to uh, to jump on tonight's podcast, uh, we'd like to welcome our viewers and listeners. If you should hear something that you like or love, we invite you to tap your love button on your monitor and light us up. If you should have any questions or comments that come forward for you, Please drop them into the comment section. We'll do our best to answer any questions and also acknowledge some of the comments uh, as we post it on. I'm not sure if you guys are hearing some feedback. Yeah, 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 yeah. As well. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to invite uh, Ev uh, to kick us off tonight. Tonight's topic is all about me. But in the meantime, I'm going to drop out of the studio here for a moment here. And Ev, I'm going to invite you to, to uh, warm us up this evening. Beautiful. Hey, family. Uh, thanks for jumping in. A Real Mineral Talk Live again. And all my brothers and sisters on the other side of the pond, thank you, thank you, thank you from the bottom of my heart. Uh, without you guys, you know this. Uh, Real Mineral Talk Live really couldn't be what it is today. So we always uh, send out our gratitude, love for your undivided support. So, yeah, we're talking about me, 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 me. Is it all about me? And it comes on the back end um, through the week. We caught up in our uh, meeting, the brothers, and um, I was talking to them about an experience, which I mentioned in a video that I did uh, early this morning here in the land down under, speaking about a, an elderly gentleman uh, that I had actually witnessed in one of the car parks in what you guys over there know as shopping mall, standing right in the centre of the road. Now, I was pretty alarmed when I saw this, and the most alarming thing to me, obviously, that the brother was standing in the middle of the road and cars were coming, uh, you know, right near him, was how many people were just turning a cold shoulder and walking straight past him. Mm. You know, it took me a few seconds to see what was going on, and I rushed over to the brother, and all I asked the brother was, do you need help? Do you need help? 
And the brother was a little bit shaken. And all he said to me was, I thought I parked a car here. So the long story short, I uh, went into that inner navigation. I've had this fortunate gift of being able to locate things and uh, simply by closing my eyes, I found that car within a few minutes and I pulled it back around to him. Now, what I picked up from that, my brothers and sisters, and why we wanted to do this show tonight is because we have really come into a time and space on this planet where we're really being asked the question, is it about just me or is it about we? You know, it opened up a lot of questions on about some of those basic things that I hoped that many human beings would have on this planet up until this point, like humility, like compassion, like empathy, like love, man. But through no self-awareness, there are so, so many people still on this point of existence that are so self-absorbed, selfish, and not selfless in seeking out if anyone around them other than themselves needs any help. So I know on Real Mineral Talk Live tonight, my brothers and I, we're going to dive in deep with a lot of topics that go into this particular incident, this uh, particular event that took place through my week, because I know my brothers and sisters here in the community will be able to share some sort of similar experiences where you may have gone out of your way just to help someone. To me, there really is no other gift on this planet, let alone to experience it, but to be a service to others. So I look forward to diving in deep, my brothers and sisters, tonight. And um, I guess my man, let's go call out Josh Richer, who's been having a little bit of a break, but it's nice to see you back, my brother. Amazing to be here, you guys. I miss this this space, this community, what uh, we've all created together, the viewers, everybody. Um, this is special, and uh, I truly, deeply missed it. So I love you all, and uh, thanks for having me back. Um, I had a similar, and I think I spoke about it way, way, way back in our early, um, early episodes, but I was at a Whole Foods where this kid was slumped over and he had a cigarette in one hand and he had a cup of water in the other hand and he definitely looked homeless, but he was just drooped over and people were walking past him, kind of staring at him, uh, awkwardly and, um, he just kept slumping further and further. Didn't smoke his cigarette for several minutes. I was out in front of Whole Foods just eating some some food out of the hot and ready bar. And I'm kind of watching him and I'm like, wow, nobody's, nobody's doing anything. And so um, the lady next to me mentioned something and we both walked over to him. And uh, he was mumbling. He was obviously high. And um, we uh, came to find out. Well, we asked him, we said, where... Um, is there somebody we can call? Um, where do you, and he had a hospital bracelet on mm-hmm. and uh, we f- ended up finding out his name was Malachi. And um, we, he kept saying this name. I, I can't, it was like a, a Phoenix rising or Phoenix something. And so I just decided to Google search it and it was a recovery house. And so I called him and I said, do you by chance have a Mal- had have had a Malachi in there? And they said, yes. Oh, my God. He uh, got out. We hadn't heard from him. Um, And I said, well, he's out front of Whole Foods in Santa Monica, um, clearly on something. And they said, yeah, he he had a a liking for fentanyl. And uh, 
So we sat there with Malachi. Um, we went inside, got him some more water, and uh, and stayed with him on the curb. I stayed there for like a whole nother hour while the recovery place sent a car. And we got him into the – but he was so high. He came to – at the last minute when we were loading him in the car and he's like, who are you guys? What are you doing to me? And he got super scared and started to run. We're like, no, we've been with you this last hour. Um, we're here to help. This is the Phoenix place uh, and they're going to give you a ride back. Um, so we finally talked him into the car and got him in there. But yeah, like you said, Ev, I, it was, I was baffled as I was eating my food, watching so many people just walk past this kid who clearly wasn't well. Mm. And it, it felt amazing. We, I ended up getting his dad's phone number and uh, I called his dad and said he was going back to the recovery place. And uh, I've called his dad recently and left a message asking if Malachi was okay. And I never heard back. Um, so I don't know. My heart, my heart goes out to Malachi, but we, we got to stop and have that compassion for our, our fellow humans who are hurting. Mm -hmm. Yeah, man. And what about yourself, Jeff? Uh, you, you shared some uh, experience similar to my brother and I. I'm sure there's plenty along uh, Mr. Fasano's story. Um, yeah, big heart. Got a few along the way. Uh, <laughs> um, I mean, and I can, you know, tell him. Uh, but when, one of the things that that popped into my head when this you know, when we brought this subject up is looking at the world in general, looking at, um, I call it, it, really making everything about me. Look at me, see me. It's almost as if the, the world is acting out from one huge wound of trying to prove who they are on some crazy level in, in, in the 3D world. And we see it on social media. Uh, we see it on, on so many levels of, of people making it all about me. It's all about me. And um, the question that came up for me is, is when we're giving, um, are we giving with attachments? Are we giving mm -hmm. to get? Are we really truly giving from a place and sharing from a place that's not about me? There's a difference between honoring and valuing and loving yourself and setting boundaries. But there's also comes a place where we're giving and doing things in the world without an attachment, without looking for an opportunity for something. We're giving in service to someone else's, Ev and Josh said, and I've got my stories about uh, doing that as well. But even just doing it from a place of, from your heart space, from standing in your power of self, Josh and Ev stood in the power of who they are, giving without an attachment to serve someone else. You can also see it on so many different levels of the environment, of your neighbors, of simply looking at yourself and standing in a place of power and then giving without that attachment and caring about others from your heart space and not having to prove all the time who you are. And believe me, I, I've got this, this bug up my ass about social media and scrolling through it 
and seeing the crazy ass stuff that people are doing just to say, look at me, look at me, look at me, look at me. It's all about me. And that's kind of where I'm at with what's going on in the world where it's all about me constantly. Well, hold on a second, Jeff. Uh, I'm going to challenge you in this moment here because okay. uh, I, I hear what you're saying. <laughs> and I understand what you're saying. We all see it. But it's our relationship with it that we could change in this moment, Jeff. And that is, is that when we're kind of shifting into the look at me on social media segment right here, right now. But really, when I see that, I go right to empathy. I don't mm -hmm. get angry or pissed off at people. I have a lot of friends that do that. I see it every day. And for me, it's just, it's just, it's a symptom. It's them, it's me understanding that they are feeling in that moment in lack and they need somebody to say something loving and kind to them to lift them up. And so when we, you and I, and the rest of us, when we could see it, instead of getting pissed off at it or pissed off at that person, is it possible that we can actually see them, see them mm -hmm. and not play into it, but maybe send them a private note and just check in. I do that all the time. Mm -hmm. I just send private notes to people and say, are you okay? What's going on? So it, it, it's just an opportunity to change our relationship with what we're witnessing. But the, I, I hope you t you're taking that in a good way, Jeff. <laughs> oh, no, I hear you, Jay. But the thing about it is, is um, I think it's more of a, system, a, a symptom of what's totally going on in this world. Totally agree. Right. That's the but, point. So wait a minute, Dana. Are you really I'm, upset with them or are you upset with what's going on in the world? Yeah. I'm, when I look at somebody on, on doing whatever they're doing on, on Instagram or social media, I look at it, go, oh, I, I get, you know, what you're doing. You're, you, you need the validation. It's all about you and all that good stuff. But when you see it consistently with so many people, Looking at that, it's a symptom of, to me, a society that is so consumed with themselves, um, their status, the way they look, um, and so much. And I look at it, and we've been talking about living from a place of a multidimensional beingness of feet 5d I, I, it, I see it when I look through it I can feel the dense low vibrational energy of it all right and I guess right. that's that's really where I'm going with this so how and, do we raise that how do we raise that Jeff that's um, my question too what's what's broken and how can we be beacons of light in our communities to create change by, by, by doing a show like this tonight. Yeah. Real men, real talk. <laughs> right. I'll, I'll buy that show. Yeah. <laughs> that's, why, that's why we're doing it. Uh, I want to take a moment here just to welcome our viewers. Uh, some of our viewers are coming in tonight uh, that I want to just acknowledge. Taz James, uh, it's been some time. I know you were dealing with some health issues. 
I hope that you are on the mend and you are feeling better, obviously better enough to be here tonight. So I'm just taking a moment just to acknowledge you. Uh, also, Carrie Crary is just uh, wrapped up two weeks in Cancun. We've mentioned her the last couple of weeks. I, she may be en route back to the States tonight uh, after spending two weeks uh, for treatment of cancer. And so I hope the last two weeks, Carrie has brought you some um, spontaneous health and wellness. Uh, you have been in uh, my daily thoughts and prayers, as well as the community uh, for healing mind, body, and soul, and releasing whatever is left in your body uh, to, to complete healthiness, health, healthiness tonight. Not healthiness, but health, health and wellness tonight. Um, Carrie says, nope, I am here. All right, Carrie. Well, good to see you. Let us know how the last two weeks have been for you, Carrie, will you, in the, in the comments? Robert Brooker, good evening. Morning, gentlemen. Go ahead, Josh. I was going to say, I got a shout out to, uh, I wanted to say thanks to Tracy, talking about it's so on brand for tonight, um, talking about that selflessness and reaching out and extending that hand. Um, Tracy felt me in the last couple of weeks and um, the lower lower energy that I was in uh, dealing with some bipolar depression. And I'll explain all that later. I could do a whole episode <laughs> just on that. But Tracy reached out and said, do you need a session? Do you need help? And she extended that hand in love and for no other reason than to support our community, support me and uh, show that selfless love. And we spent two and a half hours on a face-to-face -face call today that was amazing. I'm uh, mm. supremely grateful. So Tracy, thanks for um, giving so much to this community um, and for reaching out and extending a hand in a time that I needed it. Mm. And so yeah. I'm very grateful. Beautiful. But Beautiful. it's so on par for tonight because mm. she just reached out all on her own. In fact, she reached out to Jay and said, do you think I can talk to Josh? So beautiful soul. She's her sessions are insane. You guys have to, you all have to get one. Uh, Jay, I know you were saying Mary had one, but you hadn't yet. Um, yeah. You have to experience Tracy. She's beautiful. What right, a Tracy. Fun, bright light. Let's do it, Tracy. I want to bring <laughs> back a question. Josh, this question was posed to you from Shannon Thompson. She says, Josh, do you think people are bit just busy with themselves or possibly don't know what to do? She's referring back to your story earlier in the, in the show. And that was what I was going to bring up too, is like, I, I wanted to pose the question, like, so are people so stuck on themselves or is it that people are so stuck in their own pain that they can't even see the world around them? Are they in their minds in those negative spinning thoughts or in those, you know, busy thoughts? Has the world gotten so fast that we can't see outside our own brain? What do you guys think? Mm, some what, what do you make of that, Ev? Some gold nuggets there, my brother. A couple of deep dives there, what you're talking about. It was actually funny. I was having a, a conversation with a young fella, 13-year-old kid yesterday, talking about this state of this planet, man. Some of these kids are very lit. And he actually <laughs> said to me, it's, it's the self-awareness. And because we've actually gained too many choices on the planet, and what he was going into was the technology side that has kept us at that fast pace 
to actually be able to look outside of that box that we've been living in. I mean, mm-hmm. we've got to really understand, my brothers and sisters, all of this thing that's happened from last year, as we all are quite aware of, we were locked back in the box. We were locked back in the box to really come back home to ourselves. But this allows us to do the introspection. Now, there's a fine line, there really is, a fine line of knowing when you're either selfless or selfish. Because I don't real men real talk live. We're always talking about coming home to self. Yeah, 100%. But once we get past that ego space of seeing self and seeing the world through new lenses, like Brother Josh is talking there, not with the foggy lenses of the past, then we're able to start seeing through different lenses and gain a new perception of how we see the world and our responsibility in it. So then we're accounting for our own behaviours, our thoughts, our feelings, the emotions that Brother Josh is talking about that we get flooded by to even look outside of the box. You know, in my experience, I'm sure there were many people, it was at the end of the day, they would have been stressed out of their brains. They would have been going from work. They would have probably had to get home to families and, you know, the story, all the other things. So, yeah, people may not have that so-called time in the, in the world, but really being able to do that introspection and gain these things that we're talking about, like that empathy and compassion, can allow us to really liberate ourselves and free ourselves to get out there and actually see what's going on in the world. You know, I, I, I love what you just shared, Ev. Um, I really didn't take time this week to really go back and think about if I have any profound stories like what you and Josh shared this evening, but I will share a current one that I encounter quite often when I'm on the trails and um, the hiking trails. And I, as I approach or walk by others, I pay attention to how they're showing up. How much water do they have now in the winter? It's not, it's not a big deal. But when right now it's springtime and it's already hovering around 90 degrees in Sedona, it gets hot quick. And when I see someone walking with a 16.9 ounce bottle of water and they don't have a backpack and they're only a quarter of the way into this trail, I know that they are putting their health at risk. Many times I'll ask a stranger, do you have enough water? Are you okay? I have not once had someone say, no, do you have any water that I, can, that I can have? Now, I'm not asking them that question for any other reason than to make sure that they understand that they need more water than they have. And if they need more, I carry on average two to three liters. Mm-hmm. So if they need extra water, I'll give it to them. I've been there. I was on a trail early on back maybe in 2019 on an 11-mile hike in an extreme heat. And Mary and I ran out of water, and we had, I think, at least a mile left to go. And Mary was um, starting to show signs of uh, heat stroke. And there was no one there. We were remote, primitive. And out of nowhere, this woman shows up hiking and she had a backpack 
And I asked her if she had any extra water. We were in trouble. Mary was not going to make it out. There's just no, no way she was. And we were both out of water, so it wasn't that we could share it. Thankfully, she had, she said, yes, I always carry extra water. Yeah. Jeff, I'm going to ask you uh, to drop out for a moment uh, because uh, I've, it appears as though the echo may be coming on, in on your end. Um, oh, I forget how to drop out. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> now, why do you think that is that people refuse? Is it that... This, as a society now, we're not used to people extending a hand. We've gotten so used to having to deal with our own world and we don't, we're uncomfortable asking for help. It's a, it's a beautiful question, Josh. And it's, I think it's twofold. It's one thing if you're afraid to ask for help, but it's another right. thing when, when help is offered and you, um, you don't accept it. I actually had uh, a large group coming through here a couple of months back and they weren't even a quarter of the way in and they were, I could see in no backpacks. They were, they were down to this much in their 17 ounce bottle of water. And I just told them, I said, where are you, are you heading to devil's bridge? And they're like, yes. And I'm like, not today. You're not going to make it now with, with what water, what, what lack of water you have, I would suggest you guys, uh, reconsider trying to make the devil's bridging back because you're going to, you're going to run out of water. When you run out of water, you're going to get dehydrated. You can get sunstroke and um, you may end up in a, in a rescue situation. So I, I think for some people it comes down to ego. Mm -hmm. Much of the time it's about ego. We are, we are embarrassed that we're on some level, what we're hearing someone say is you're being called out that you've done something wrong. And once again, that little Josh, a little JJ, a little Jeffrey, a little Ev mm -hmm. is being called out that we've done something wrong. Mm -hmm. and, and as long as I don't acknowledge that I'm in trouble, then I'm okay. Then I'm still, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay now. But if I have to admit that I need help, then it means I'm lacking strength. I'm lacking mm -hmm. intelligence. I'm lacking brilliance. I'm lacking something. I failed. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It's funny, as I was asking you that question, I thought what I would do if someone you know, noticed that I had uh, a small amount of water left and you walked up, Jay, what would I say? And my, and I, then my first reaction was from that ego space of saying, no, I'm good. Thanks. I got this. Yeah. Chad's as James Josh says, Josh, many are afraid to say or do anything because they don't know the right thing to say. That's going back to your story. Mm -hmm. um, the right thing is, I care, I love you. Mm -hmm. um, now that, that that's beautiful if if it's someone you know. Mm -hmm. um, if it's a stranger uh, telling them I love you, <laughs> um, they may not they may not understand that, mm -hmm. and that may um, who knows what where that'll take them. But I do, I do love the I care part. And I, and I think that in a moment, we'll know what's appropriate to say. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But getting back to that, getting back to Josh, what you were saying, as far as the ego component. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Is Jay muted? No, no, I'm I'm just I'm in pause. Pregnant pause. <laughs> you know, um, what pops into my head is even for the last year or so, we've all so many people living in survival consciousness. Totally. When you're in survival consciousness when all of this is thrown at you and your survival consciousness, all you care about is surviving. Thus, you all you care about is yourself. And, and I'm, sure, I'm sure that's built into our brains. I mean, that's like, that's full on. When you're in survival, it's only about you. Just, it's just about you. But it all comes back to the wounded inner child. Making it all about you is what a, what a five-year-old and seven-year-old does. It's all about that. So really, it's about distinguishing yourself between that wounded child and the adult. You know, it's asking the question. We have all done it. I've done it. Um, but I think most people care. They actually do care about other people in, on a certain level. But, but to me, it's just always that, that thing about look at me and I need to prove myself constantly to everybody that I'm lovable, that I'm worthwhile, that I'm worthy. Been there, done it. Um, but I'm just amazed by it once again about the how, how much it is prevalent in this world. And, and it, it, it frightens me in a way. Mm. It frightens me in a way of, of, of thus creating a, a separation in, in this world. Um, and, you know, giving from a place of, of power, giving from a place of, of strength and even empathy, mm-hmm. of caring and loving and, and doing that, uh, without attachment. So many people, like mm-hmm. I said earlier, so many people in this world give with huge attachments. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm in LA. We invented that. <laughs> Gosh, you're, you're in LA. You, you're, you're in LA. It's giving. Oh, and what's the opportunity yeah, for me? Giving to what can I get? <laughs> really? Yeah, that's that's. Yeah, I've been there, experienced that. So, so where do you think, brothers, is that sort of balance? You know, we're, we're talking about this equal exchange of energy that give, that receive, yeah. that sharing. Where do you think is the balance? Uh, the balance, you know, uh, the balance begins like, you know, we've been talking for over a year now. It, it, where you're, you're, you know who you are. You honor and value yourself. Um, you're coming from a place of, of powerfulness within you that, that knows on an energetic basis because it's all about energy. You know, just think about being with someone where you're constantly the one who is giving and there is no balance of the balance of giving and receiving and and for any relationship to survive whether whether it's a friendship a loving relationship um there needs to be a a balance an equal exchange of energy in a relationship and that's the balance of giving and receiving and 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 a big part of it is really learning how to receive from others. I've been on a crash course of that in the last year and a half or so of really learning to open my heart and learning how to receive with, without the notion that if someone is giving to me, 
then, oh my God, then I've got to give back right away. Mm-hmm. So there, mm-hmm. there's my attachment to receiving. Mm-hmm. So I'll, I'll, so it's about learning how to, how to receive from another, but also giving in balance in relationship where there's a balance of giving and receiving. And it's a healthy, healthy balance, a healthy mm-hmm. situation. Mm-hmm. Love that, brother. Love that. Beautiful. Two things that come up for me right now. One is, is, and I've heard you guys say this in a very, in a very passing way this evening, is how often do we are we of service to others? But it's not because we're coming from a pure, the pure space mm-hmm. of giving. Mm-hmm. But in fact, we have what I call the ulterior motive. Now, what I mean by that, I'll share an example from my own life, okay? For years, um, I was so focused on my ex-wife and what she was doing and what she wasn't doing and paying very close attention to her behavior and in a very, let's call it, very attached way, Jeff, very codependent way. And in my mind, I always thought that it was because I was coming from love. Mm-hmm. And it, it wasn't until I stepped out and really started on my own healing journey that I began to understand that I had a different motive. My motive wasn't pure. My motive wasn't clean. Mm-hmm. And the truth was is that I wasn't okay as long as my wife wasn't okay. So for me, me showing up trying to be of service to her wasn't coming from that pure, clean space of her being okay. It was if she was okay, then maybe I had a shot at being okay. Mm-hmm. So it was being of service to somebody else so that I'd be okay. Mm-hmm. Now that, that was that was my truth. I didn't know what I didn't know. Mm-hmm. The difference today is is that when I choose to be of service to someone else, I usually first do a vital check-in for me mm-hmm. to ask myself, what is my motive? Mm-hmm. Am I coming from pure, clean love for somebody else without having an expectation? Well, I'll do this for them, and then I want something back in return. Mm-hmm. So, for example, Josh, the last two weeks as you've navigated through some choppy waters, I had only one motive coming from love, coming from pure empathy, feeling your pain, having been there, witnessing it, watching it, being part of. And I had no expectations from you. I had no no agenda mm-hmm. other than just mm-hmm. to let you know I love you, I care about you, I'm here for you. Mm-hmm. And it changes the relationship for me as being of service to somebody else when I know that my, let's call it my moral integrity is intact. Mm-hmm. So 
this make any sense to you guys? Like anybody else want to kind of jump 100%, in? Hundred percent, brother. Where, where, where do you think that original motive, like you said, or expectation uh, came from that you had with your ex-wife, Jay? Uh, there we go. Ev. There's there's the setup question. Brilliant question. Brilliant slow, question. It's almost like it was rehearsed. All right. So so here's the truth bomb right here. I was never okay in my past because you see, I was dependent on someone else to make me feel feel better about me. I lacked self love. And I was in relationships that I had no business being in because I was putting a responsibility on someone else to love me just enough so that I'd be okay. That was my truth. That's, I think it's most of our truth is, is because if I, if I wasn't lacking self love and I didn't abuse myself the way I chose to abuse myself with addictions, I would have made the choices I made in my life, in my relationships. Mm -hmm. I would have shown up differently. Mm -hmm. So for me, what I was lacking was love of myself. What I was lacking was understanding how wounded I was showing up as an adult. Mm -hmm. Husband, father, mm -hmm. son, sibling, friend, an employee. And so I always had a motive. My motive was is that if I do this for you, you're going to give me something back in return. It's the unwritten agreement, gentlemen. That's mm -hmm. what we're talking about here. Mm -hmm. So well, how do we... Be my question, Jay, and in that moment of unbalanced giving, were you keeping score? No doubt. Mm. No doubt. The scorecard was always out. You know, in, a, mm. in, a, in, a, in, in relationships, the scorecard comes out somewhere around the six month mark in many relationships. And then it starts to stack. And that's it's like, there's not enough scorecards available. You got to keep ordering more from Amazon today. Right? <laughs> of course, there's that. a scorecard because why, do you, why did you ask that question, Josh? Why do you think there, there was a scorecard? Huh? I've been, I've been there too. Um, I was in an eight and a half year and I was, I thought I was so great. I was giving to give and I was, but I was secretly keeping score. Mm -hmm. And if you're keeping score, that's not from a heart space. That can't mm -hmm. be from a heart space. Right. That's from a head space. If you're tallying points, that's a sign that it's not pure. Mm -hmm. so I, 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 go ahead, Jeff. Go ahead, please. No, I was going to actually make a joke. Go ahead, make it So on this social media, it's like doing it, taking a selfie on social media, saying, "Hey, look at the per look who I'm helping right now." You know. Uh, <laughs> so, you so, know? so what? So what would you say to someone like that, Jeff? I'm, I'm calling you out, my brother. <laughs> so, what would you say to someone like that taking a selfie? in their motive that they're trying to inspire people. Are they trying to inspire people or are they saying, look at me? That's the big question. Really? <laughs> That's the question. 
Jeff, you know, it broke up at the end. Say the end part again. What? Um, I got it. Am I, you know, am I, I forget what, I just totally forgot what I said. Um, it's okay. It'll come back. Um, It'll come back to you, Jeff. Take a moment to pause and take a deep breath. And, While you take a breath so that we don't lose you on, on air, Mary yeah, Kelly yeah. says, our parents did not teach us how to get in touch with ourselves. Taking care go. of others helped us deter from yeah. ourselves, from feeling our feelings. And yeah, um, yeah that that's a truth statement right there. At least that was that yeah. was that was what I experienced. Um, and and it's not about blame. Again, I, I, I could tell you Mary's not her comment, she's not blaming her mom or dad. And certainly I'm not blaming my mom or dad. Mm. Our parents did the best they could with what they knew and what they didn't know. Mm. And what it comes down to is it's okay. As long as we as adults have our own awakening, mm. awakening and um, show up and grow up. And that's us taking accountability for our own choices in life now. Mm. And, and ultimately you know, one of the greatest changes in my life is that I I reach out to people all the time today. Mm. And it's so beautiful to be able to be present for others mm. without a scorecard. And I could tell you guys that I didn't know it was possible to be in a committed relationship and not have an internal scorecard that was all up in here. Mm -hmm. I don't have it today. There's no reason to, because I'm taking care of myself. My partner's taking care of herself. And then we get together, we meet in the middle. I want to take us to another segment here, guys. What is the difference between being selfish and selfless? And is one is one not healthy or are they both okay? Who wants to jump on that one? Selfish and selfless? Yeah. You're doing something for yourself at the expense of others if you're yeah. selfish. I mean, selfish is looking, you know, hey, how you doing? Let's go out for lunch. What's my opportunity with going out to lunch with you? It's not about the other person. It's not about even getting to know um, an interest in another person. It's about I look at that person object uh, as an object to as an opportunity to get me something. That's totally selfish. That's mm -hmm. that is no regard for another human being or another another person. Um, you know, I might have, I'm sure I've done that in my life along the way somewhere. And mm -hmm. I've had people look, you know, do that, you know, wow, hang on to this guy because it'll be a great opportunity for you. That's, mm -hmm. that's selfishness. That's mm -hmm. what I meant when we brought up the subject in our, um, in our meeting on Tuesday nights about, are you making everything about, about you? Mm. This is an opportunity. Are you even, denying that there is some wonderful soul across from you and wanting to interact with that person, or are you looking at everything as an opportunity for you? And, mm. you know, that's what I was talking about, but also about 
how many how many people out there and i know i've done this you're giving to to be loved mm. if i give mm. to you if i do for you um if i take care of your needs in this moment the 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 reason why you're doing it is because you're doing it because you need to be loved thus proving that you're that you're worthwhile uh that you're needed proving that you're needed um those are all the attachments as about coming from a place like jay was talking about like now i know who i am and i can give from a place of power of full fullness within myself selflessly mm. giving with an attachment is selfish it's a narcissistic th wound of the wounded child who is giving to mom or dad to prove that they're worthy and they're lovable. Giving selflessly in, from a place of power is giving without attachment and giving from your heart space and then letting it go because you actually care about someone and you're not making it about yourself. Thank, thank you, Jeff, for sharing that. I want to post the question uh, that Carrie's asked, and maybe Carrie, you could expand upon it um, because maybe I'm I'm not getting it all in this moment. But she says, "Why can't we feel beautiful to ourselves?" And I'm not sure what what you mean by that. If you heard something from tonight's broadcast that led you to ask this question, mm -hmm. um. I think, I think Mary may have uh, also acknowledged it and said, if you are coming from ego, be aware and change to a heart space, you will feel better. Um, I don't think that we uh, by any means are uh, we conveying that we can't feel beautiful to ourselves. We absolutely should. Mm. Um, I think it's always, for me, I'll answer the question from my interpretation of what I think she's asking, is there's where we get to what I call the vital check and to ask myself, uh, if we're talking about social media and what we post, it's like, what, what's, what's the motive? Why, what's behind it? Is it coming from a healthy space mm -hmm. or hurting space? Mm -hmm. And... Um, and that's for all of us. You know, we uh, we all have those mm. moments where we where we may feel like we need to be acknowledged, and that's that's it's okay. It's beautiful to be acknowledged. We all want and need to be acknowledged. It just comes back to how do we go about it? Mm. You know, uh, if you're uh, a 15, 16 year old teenager. As a parent, we may not feel comfortable with how our teenagers want to um, flaunt or show themselves to be acknowledged. Mm. So as, an, as a parent of that child, it's our responsibility to reel them in and make sure that they're not putting a, themselves at harm's risk in any way. Mm. Now, that's an extreme I'm sharing. But here's an opportunity as an adult for all of us as well to also parent ourselves and understand that when we're having a moment of self-doubt or loneliness or whatever we're working through, there is there is healthy ways to um, 
to show up for ourselves. And then there's unhealthy ways and we know what they are. We we've talked about them on past shows. Mm -hmm. It's, you know, it's a good question that, that Carrie asked, you know, of course, of course we, we should always acknowledge our inner beauty and our, our outer beauty as well. Mm. We are approaching the hour. Mm. Go ahead. You want to jump on that? I was just going to say, I've, I've said it on past shows. One of the, the more enlightening moments of my life um, was the two weeks that I asked myself everything that came out of my mouth at work with my mom on the phone uh, interactions with any, anything that came out of my mouth. I asked myself right after, what's my motivation? Mm -hmm. And holy shit, talk about some insights on mm -hmm. some deep wounding uh, in myself. Because it was like, wow, I'm, I need to feel accepted or I need to feel smart at work or I need to feel um, important or I need to feel, um, you know, um, that I'm enough. Mm -hmm. And for two weeks, I asked myself that question, everything that came out of my mouth. Mm -hmm. And it was crazy what I learned. And then mm -hmm. I flipped it. Once I, I gained all those insights about myself and I had these beautiful awarenesses um, and I had unearthed some wounding, then I, I flipped it and started asking what's their motivation when people would talk to me. And it was mm -hmm. like, man, they turned to glass. Mm -hmm. I could see all their wounding, all their pain. I could see their what was going on inside of them, what they wanted back from me in a response. So uh, it was, it was a fascinating experiment. Well, that I'm telling you to wrap sure. up I, at, uh, that is a, an amazing tool. Massive. If, Massive. If, everybody, if everybody out there, whatever they're doing, whatever they're doing, giving, um, always ask yourself, what is my motivation for doing this right now. A great tool, Josh, to really mm -hmm. talk about like looking in the mirror. What is my motivation mm -hmm. for doing this for this person? Mm -hmm. Am I coming from the place of giving selflessly or what is my, my motivation behind it? And mm -hmm. if more people did that, more people would be much more healthy mm -hmm. and then we'd, we'd have a greater balance of giving and receiving in this world. There you go. It was, it was like opening up the closet of skeletons and pulling them all out. <laughs> <It was like, laughs> they fell on top of me. It was like, Oh my God, what? Wow. I've got some wounds to, uh, to look through. Mm, and it was, it was one of the more moving week, two weeks of my life. Mm, magic yeah. brother. Thanks for sharing that. I want to share something right here. Katrina may, I think coming back to uh, our last segment says, doesn't matter what the individual's intention is if one person sees the post and is inspired and another person sees the post and things and sees things they're showing off, although they may have a reason behind why they do it, doesn't it still come down to what we choose to see? There you go. Mm -hmm. It's all perception. So, so it's perception, but also, Ev, where, where does mm. judgment Mm. play into this mm. well it's coming from a place of a wounded like we've mentioned it's coming from a wounded place if you're in judgment what I'm saying if you're on the other side and you're and you're looking at something as Jeff had brought up and, and you're not at peace with it mm. 
for you as the viewer, judgment, there's a judgment play in that. Because we don't really know what's going on in that other person's life anyway in that moment. We don't mm -hmm. know what, what their motive was. Mm -hmm. Right? I mean, th there's always, there's a story behind the story. And <laughs> at the end of the day, I really believe what it comes down to is, is just checking our own temperature, checking mm -hmm. our own judgment, mm -hmm. and um, being able to love everyone in a space right where they're at mm, mm. Mm -hmm. without our own projections, without our own judgment. Projection is there's judgment behind projections too. It's what's creating a projection is, is our past experiences, our downloads, our belief systems. Mm. What we were taught was right or wrong. What makes that right or wrong? Who are we to know? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Right? Deep. Yeah. <laughs> Deep. I don't know. To me, there, to me there's, there's a symptom out there going on of me-ism that, um, that I see in the world mm. through all of it. And it's a, it's a symptom in general mm. that it's, yeah, it, yeah. To me, it's just a symptom of me-ism in the world uh that i've just seen for a long time now that includes social media it's sad there's a lot of wonderful stuff but to me i just see it and i i, I just go wow wow mm. it's really really uh interesting to 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 see that um what and it makes a whole what if it's a whole wounded generation that because <laughs> life got harder and faster, the parents are on their devices and not paying attention to the kid and the kid is, is needing that love and that attention and that. Mm. And so then they turn to the world for it. I, I wonder if it's a symptom on both sides, the parents and the, and the kids of this fast mm -hmm. generation. It's a big point, man. Big point. It's coming from pain. 100%. All right, gentlemen, it's that time. It's Magic of Musical Chairs. We are about six minutes from the hour. So uh, as we wrap tonight's show up, tonight's show is is been about, is it always about me? And how do we show up for others? Are, do we come from a pure space? So we come from a space of uh, we expect or want something in return, the unwritten agreement. Sometimes it's written too. Sometimes it is verbally expressed, uh, but many times it's not. And so tonight in musical chairs, uh, Jeff, I'm going to put you uh, put you in a hot seat first this evening. And um, here's your question, Jeff Pisano: How can we be of service to others who are struggling without? us taking it on, meaning without our own energy being sucked like a vampire from us. Boundaries, mm -hmm. knowing within yourself of, of uh, you, you're giving from a place, but also knowing if it's being received. It, it's really about knowing our own energy 
mm-hmm. and and knowing where we are energetically, I think. Um, and once again, giving from our heart space, giving from a place if someone is struggling, first of all, um, for me, it's it's never offering anything that's unsolicited. I think the first step of a healthy a balance of giving and receiving is if you see one someone who is out of sorts, someone who is in a place that is um, disconcerting, uh, in a shadow period, dark night of the soul, the, 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 the healthiest way of going about beginning to give is asking if they are open to receive something that you'd like to give. Um, mm. Asking that question from a healthy place. So then you're, you're not forcing energetically yourself on someone with your opinions, with what mm. you think they should do, where they think they should be. Do this, try this, do this, do this, do this. You simply ask the question, are you open to receive some, some help? Are you open to receive some guidance? Are you open to receive some support? I'd like to share something with you. And then mm. when that person either says yes or no, based upon where they are uh, with receiving love, and some people might just say no, then you can open your heart space and said, I see what's happening with you. Um, I'd like to share this with you right mm. now. And then you share energetically what you need to share, but then you know the boundary, your own boundary energetically. Beautiful. Beautiful, well. That um, leads to a healthy balance of giving mm. and receiving. By asking the question, you're coming from a place of power. Mm. So okay. if, I, if I may paraphrase what I believe I heard you say, Mr. Fasano, is it's about, it's the B word. It's setting mm-hmm. a healthy, loving boundary for yourself when you step in. And what that means to me, how I interpret that, is that sometimes you need to know when it's time to step back out. Right. There you go. Because we may think someone is ready to re- accept a hand or mm. receive a hand, but when we find that all of a sudden they're not, they're blocking the gift, they're blocking the mm. blessing, Mm. and or it's taking too much out from within me, Mm. I then have to pull back or retreat. Mm. And um, that's me or you taking care of ourself because no one is going to do that for us. It's no one's responsibility Mm. but our own. So I think I got that right. Did I interpret? Was that a good, was that an accurate interpretation, Mr. Fasano? (laughs) Yeah, it's like, <laughs> it's like, um, and we've all experienced this. If if we're in conversation with other, a, are we in a conversation, or when someone is speaking and they're speaking, or we're, they say yes, and we're we're expressing ourselves to help them. We all know when they've shut down and they're not listening any any longer. You could feel that because if you're in tune, if you're really in tune with yourself energetically. You will feel when that energy is hitting a wall and nothing, and it's bouncing back to you. There you go. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Josh Richard, you are up, mm-hmm. my friend. Welcome back to Real Men, Real Talk Live. Josh, before I hit mm-hmm. you with your question, how's it feel to be home tonight? Oh, it, it truly feels like coming home. It's a uh, uh, smell of apple pie in the oven and, uh, <laughs> 
and a warm, warm bowl of uh, chili sitting there with a bag of chips. No, gluten-free chips. Gluten-free, baked, fat-free. Yep. No, it's in, uh, uh, avocado oil, of course. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the love, the love in this space, and the love that I've experienced from um, Tracy and our community. Um, it's it's truly special what uh, we've all done together, and it's not the four of us; it's all of us who have mm -hmm. done this together. And so um, I'm just I'm I'm in deep gratitude. Um, I always go back to that that gratitude and that love. And so thank thank you guys. It is it is beautiful to be home. Beautiful. Brother. Welcome home, Josh Richer. Mm -hmm. um, here's your question, my friend. How can we be of service to someone else without getting caught up in the capture of codependency? How can we be of service to someone else without us getting caught up in a codependent relationship? Mm. How do we avoid that trap? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Take a that's, nice deep breath. A, Take a nice a deep breath. Yeah. <laughs> that's a slippery slope. It's tough. It's really tough. Um, <clears throat> and it goes back to boundaries as well. Um, the beautiful B word. We got to mm. look out for us. And if it feels that we're being pulled or there's uh, an ungenuine force at work, uh, it's our job to to recognize, to be aware, and to lovingly um, step away, or or lovingly uh, say this this can't be, you know, and to to not continue that. <clears throat> and did you mean that from a codependency from their the other's standpoint or from our own? <clears throat> it could be both. Because yeah, it's a. <laughs> If you all of a sudden wake up in a relationship like I did and say, wow, I'm not, I'm not giving from a pure place. That sucks too. Mm -hmm. And uh, it, uh, it's painful to realize some of these things, but um, that's learning and that's life. And uh, we can always show up uh, a better person today than we did yesterday. And uh, mm -hmm. so to not beat ourselves up, um, to not dwell in the past, um, to forgive, to show that self-love, and to say, I can be better today. Jolene yeah. said it's knowing when to say yes or no. Mm. Um, and I could, I could tell you guys, Mary says, lack of self-care makes it almost impossible to not be codependency. Take care mm. of you first. And she's speaking to you. She's speaking to all of us here. Mm -hmm. um, I, I could tell you, Josh, that from my experience of having been in multiple codependent relationships, um, it was very difficult to pull away. It was very difficult to step away. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't know then, but what I understand today is that difficulty was due to the fact that I had, I lived in a boundaryless 
society. I didn't have mm. boundaries in my world. Mm. I was fearful. I didn't know how to set them even. Mm-hmm. And I was fearful if I set them, I wouldn't be liked or I wouldn't be loved even. And so it it's very difficult. It's simple, not easy. Mm. But I think that when we find ourselves, and I'm speaking to our viewers tonight, when we find ourselves one more time in a relationship that there's not an even balance and there's... Um, and we are in a relationship that we realize is not good for us. Mm. It's difficult for many of us to step out. I mean, it, it nearly took mm. me out, nearly killed me mm-hmm. for me to finally wave the flag and say, I surrender. I can't do this anymore. And for me, what I didn't know is that that was just an indication of there was so many shadows that I needed to heal. And and that's the gift that we get from it. Once we have the awareness and clarity, mm-hmm. um, it's an opportunity to grow. It's an opportunity to come home to ourselves. It's an opportunity to learn how to set loving boundaries as uh Jolene said, it's knowing when to say yes or say no thank you, and that's okay. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a tough question, Josh. Uh, believe me, I've, I, the only and one who's going to get a question tougher than that maybe me tonight from that. <laughs> <laughs> and it just. is. Co- codependency is, um, it feels like emotional terrorism. Mm. It really does. And uh, it can be hard. It can be real hard. A, cu- a couple exes ago, she was smart enough to be able to play off of my my need to um, mm-hmm. to look after the the women in my life. And she, man, mm-hmm. she got those hooks in. She knew where to play me, <laughs> and uh, it was it was emotional terrorism. Mm-hmm. It was. It's really hard to get out. You're mm-hmm. absolutely right, Jay. All right, Ev. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you the opportunity to hit me with a question, mm. and then uh, I'll have you close this out with your last question. All right, my brother. Mm, Jay the Roth man. I guess you know a lot of this conversation tonight. We've been going into uh, you know selfish, uh, selfless, trying to uh, really understand uh, some of these words I think really gives us an opportunity to see where we are at as individuals within our own lives. One word that sort of comes up for me that we haven't sort of hit in between, what what would you describe selfhood about? Hmm. Selfhood? H-O-O-D? H-O-O-D. Selfhood. Because I feel we're talking about this reciprocal exchange of energy, that give and that receive. To me, when we really come home to self and be able to see that more higher part of ourselves, we're coming home to that selfhood within ourselves. So can you repeat the question? So from your point of view, you talked a little bit about where in your life you would have felt that what we were talking about is selfish. 
and we're talking about that selfless, where would that fine line and that balance be within the selfhood within your life? It's a beautiful question, Ev. Um, hmm. It's a slippery slope in modern society when it comes to the word selfish or selfishness. My definition of it today, my interpretation is different than what it was. Before I was, in my past, I was accused of being selfish. Yet I didn't have boundaries, healthy boundaries, I should say. I think today for me, um, if you're not intentionally hurting someone else, that's, that's okay, that's permissible. If you are intentionally being selfish to hurt somebody else, if that's your intention, then I'm not okay with that for me today, my own personal relationships. But certainly, you know, when, when you said selfhood, what I envisioned was this, this protective armor, <laughs> almost this, this hood, this Darth mm-hmm. Vader-like essence of self-protection. Mm-hmm. And that, to me, feels healthy. That, to mm-hmm. me, is about being able to say, no, thank you. It's not good for me. Knowing when to say, no, thank you. It's not healthy for me. Uh, Stepping out of relationships temporarily. Mm. A temporary timeout, sometimes longer. Sometimes it needs to be for a lifetime. Mm. Now, the good news is, is lifetime, all we have is today, right? We're not guaranteed tomorrow. So today is the life. Mm doesn't mean tomorrow it's going to not be present. But for me, um, it's a slippery slope of balance, the yin and the yang between selfishness and selflessness. Mm. And I like the balance, how I show up today in my relationships. I, I'm at peace with it mm. because ultimately it's doing that, that check-in to ask yourself, what is your motive? Why am I choosing to be in or to be out and how I show up? Mm. And knowing when it's time for me to, you know, to change my step, to step back, step out Mm. and be at peace with it. Not because I don't care about you. It's because I, I need to care about me just a little bit more Mm. and to be at peace with that. So Hopefully I've answered your question. That was a tough question, Evan. I've never heard of, <laughs> never heard of it. Never heard of it. It's beautiful, brother. It's what why it's come up for me this week is um, you know, even tonight we, we touched a little bit about childhood, but a lot of stuff about fatherhood. And I thought you being, you know, a, a beautiful father, uh, being able to experience that, that it might sort of hit a, a, a place in your heart how you could answer. And that was beautiful how you answered it, brother. Ev, I kind of saw it as there's childhood, there's adulthood, and then there's 5D, which is selfhood. 
Yeah. And yeah, then I yeah. and then I thought we need to make uh, real man real talk self hoodies. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I love it, <laughs> You know, I like that. The, there's childhood, adulthood, and then moving into a multidimensional uh, existence, experience, life, which is known as selfhood. There you go, brother. I like that. Because we are multidimensional people if we you know i guess when people think of multi-dimensional 5d and in a in a some sort of um you know esoteric spiritual sense but we are all multi-dimensional beings within ourselves we're not mm -hmm. one-dimensional we're not two-dimensional we're not three-dimensional if everybody really when we move within and take a good long look at ourselves we are multi-dimensional beings within ourselves mm. Jeff, thanks for expanding upon that. So I'm going to change it up in this moment. If one of you guys has a question that you'd like to ask Ev. Uh, <laughs> you're lining, are you lining all up, brothers? <laughs> <laughs> let, me, let me find my scorecard. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, wow. Mm. Jeff, you got a good one? feel like I'm coming up dry. <laughs> you know, I want to hear from Ev. Jay asked me the question of selfishness and selflessness. Mm. And I, I, I'd love to hear Ev expand upon mm -hmm. selfishness mm. and selflessness. What is the difference? Uh, even where, like, I know I've been on both ends of it. I've been very selfish and thinking about me so many times in my life from my wounded mm. perspective of my wounded child. So, Ev, what is your perspective, your definition of selfishness, selflessness, and, and where can you give an example of yourself because that's how we learn from all of this. Mm, beautiful, such a beautiful question, my brother. And, um, you know, why well, I touched on that question as well to Jay because, you know, over the last few weeks, we have been really having some beautiful, much mature conversations as human beings uh, on that Real Mineral Talk live. And to me, that buffer right in the center, which I brought up about selfhood. It, it, it comes back to this higher self that I always talk about. You know, to each and all of us, we are really starting to experience this more highest version of ourself. And I touched on that last week, and I know many of our people out in the community and our family are lit enough to know what the higher self is, that highest possible version of yourself those God-given talents, that divine source within each and all of us that up until this point, many of us have really held back to allowing others to receive those God-given talents. That buffer in the center that I want to talk about, Jeff, is really from a more divine, highest part of ourself. When we are selfless, I feel 
you know, your wants or your needs not necessarily don't come in the, uh, what's the word, the expense of others. Whereas when we are selfish, it's this constantly thinking and thinking of my wants and needs before anyone else's. You know, I'm forever thinking that when we are selfish, and to be honest, through my childhood, brother, I was told at times in my life that I was selfish. And then at other times, I was told that I was selfless. Mm -hmm. So I was very confused growing up what it really meant. And it mm -hmm. was just so that when I went into the profession of helping other people, being that service to others through health, fitness and wellness, I started to really understand that I was sharing, like I keep saying, those God-given talents one of those gifts that I was down here to actually share with people to know that what I'm talking about in this selfhood, that highest part of self, is really the balance that all of us are trying to seek. Now, there's no or nothing wrong with putting yourself, my, my brothers and sisters, before anyone else. The problem really occurs when you're constantly thinking about yourself all day. Mm. See, what I did for that brother the other day, I did not come, come from a place of thought. I felt he was in need. I came from my heart space. And when I see what the balance is in between all this, and we touched on it tonight, it's really to understand, understand and understand that we are coming from a more higher place from the heart as opposed to up in the mind space. So we start coming from that higher selfhood as opposed to that ego self about me, 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 where we can actually start thinking more or so about we as the one that I keep saying here in 2021. So on that deeper level, my brother, I really feel it's really understanding that highest part of ourself and coming from a more divine space in each and all of us. Mm. I hope that answers it. Deep. Beautiful. Wow. Ev, you brought it home one more time. That was powerful close. Wow. Peace, mm. brother. Mm. Mm. Selfhood. I love it. Yeah, let's get those hoodies, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I love I it. I just want to take a moment here to uh, to thank our viewers for joining us, whether you caught us live or on replay, you showed up right on time, your time. I hope uh, you got something positive out of tonight's broadcast. If you did, please, uh, we invite you to share it on your social media feed to help us grow organically. The healthiest way to grow is through the organic share out. So we invite you to share it out. And um, we also invite you to do a couple of things this weekend. First and foremost, take care of yourself. Do some self-care. Take mm -hmm. time to play. Take mm -hmm. time to connect with others. Take time to connect with yourself. Take time to honor that beautiful soul that you are. Mm -hmm. You are worthy of love. You are worthy of being seen. We see you tonight. We feel you. 
We understand you. We're here to honor you. We're here to respect you. And we're here to love you. Thank you for joining us this evening on Real Men Real Talk Live. Another <laughs> week is coming gone, another week in 2021. Make this your year to be the one, as Ev has shared in his closing comments tonight. Stay healthy, stay safe. We love you guys. I love you, brothers. Love you, love brother. You guys. Peace out. Mm. Peace and blessings. Mm. <laughs>